I think that for the most part, people that say, yeah, I already know what to do. I already know what to do. I think the missing component's accountability Mm -hmm. because people know like, hey, I know that I should be spending more time with my kids and family and, you know, what's really important. You know that, but yet you're scrolling social media when you're on the couch. You know you should be eating healthy and moving your body because if not, you don't move it, you're going to lose it, right? right? You know this, but you don't. So what is your missing ingredient? Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. How's it going? You can see your name. I'm Janelle. (laughs) Zeddy, how's it going? All right. So today we're going to talk to you about something that keeps coming up in our life with people we coach, our personal lives with us, just commitments and goals that we're trying to make. So we're going to be talking to you about why we know everything, but we actually don't do it. Yeah, it's like that knowing gap. Right. Right. So um, you asked me a question earlier. We were getting ready. We had worked out. We took a shower. Not together, but we took a shower. We were making your bed. Uh, Not today. (laughs) And you asked me a question. You said, I heard someone talking about routine versus commitment. Yeah. And, you know, I was explaining that I thought, the guy who was explaining it was struggling with it, but it really struck a chord with me because I think that when you think about having a commitment to something, whether it be on your fitness routine or a business or whatever it is, commitment is a strong word, but right. however, you got to have a good routine. So you asked me like without giving me any context, <laughs> like what is routine versus commitment? Like which one's more important? What right. do you think of when you think of that? And I had a whole TED talk for you. And <laughs> so I think Routine comes down to it's a carryover of the commitments that you say that you have to your goals, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm committed to losing 30 pounds, but then my routine, it's not in alignment with the commitment. I'm just doomed. Right. I'm going to fail. Right. And I also think just even how you just described that, it's almost like not necessarily being committed to the result. But you have to be committed to the routine that's going to get you right. the result. Right? And I think that's where people go astray from hitting their goals is like you like the idea of the end result. So you're committed to that dream body or the money or the wealth or the relationship. You like the end game of marriage, the right. end game. Right. But you have to be committed to the routine. Yeah. And I think that's where it kind of sparked this conversation about knowing versus doing. Well, so it came from the fact that like, I like the idea of being fit. For me personally, we've been bodybuilders. I've been in the best shape of my life. Right now is not that time. And I'm not beating myself up about that because I have a lot of other competing priorities. You know, it's a pandemic still. Everything's just still so uncertain. But honestly, it's been a year that I've given myself grace. And at this point, I just need to say, well, no, let's just really get real with your commitments. Like, What is it that you want? 
when I think of 80 year old Janelle, which, by the way, we mentioned in uh, two, <laughs> two episodes ago, I think it was episode 71. And I talk a lot about 80 year old Janelle. Like I have to be responsible for her. She's under my care. And every decision that I make around routine, around commitment, around money, around anything, my health in particular, she might not be around. Right. Yeah. It's going to determine like, is she living in uh, a crappy retirement home? Is she living in her dream beach home? And people that pass by her home are like, wow, I wonder what she did for a living. I wonder what kind of impact she had on the world. And I want to sit there at 80 and share all that with people that pass by my beach house. Right. right. So I can't do these things unless I'm committed to the routine that 43 or 42 year old Janelle right now needs to be committed to in order to give her that big, you know, life that I I have envisioned for her. Yeah. And I think that the tough thing for most people is that they have this false sense of how to get there. Right. And so we just talked about the fact that you get committed to the outcome, but you're not committed to the routine. But a lot of times when we talk to people and we share things, they go, yeah, I know, I know. I know my brother does this a lot, right? Like when we- <laughs> We when love I, you, Marcus, any, but any, Jesus. Any, anytime I'm giving him, we talk to him about his life, money, and all these things. he's excited. He's yeah, like, I know, I know. And, I know. He, and every point you make with him, he's like, I know. Yep, I know. Yep, I know. And, I t- and oftentimes I go, stop saying you know. Right. Because you don't know. And I think what happens is, is that- like even now, I'm 40 years old and I'm not in the shape I want to be. Mm-hmm. And there's a false sense of confidence that I can quickly get there mm-hmm. because of the fact that I know what to do. Right. I know how to exercise. I know how to eat. But the reality is I've never done what I'm trying to do at 40. So I right. really don't know. Right. 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 And so I think what, what ends up happening is that you have these goals, you have these things you want to do. And in your mind, you can see it. So you go, oh, I know how to get there. I know how right. to do this. But you've never done it under the circumstances that you're under now, right? You've never done it in a pandemic. You've never done it with at this you, age, at this age, with these responsibilities, with these, yeah, at this point in your life. Mm-hmm. And so I think where there's a knowing gap between action and and accomplishment is that it's that fact that you think you know because you've done something similar to that under different circumstances at a different age and a different time in your life. I'm going to challenge that even further because I'm going to say the reason why we're talking about this is because in the last few weeks, I cannot tell you how many people I've given advice and they're like, I know. Yeah, you're right. I know. I know that. These are things I know. And I'm like, bitch, that doesn't matter. Do it. (laughs) It literally like and I I'm not saying it to be mean because I say it to myself. Right. Right. So I met this woman. uh, She connected with me on Instagram. Her name is Joni Davis. She's a fitness professional. She's got a degree in kinesiology, super educated. She's my age. So she's 42. She's been in fitness for over 25 years, you know, has owned gyms. And she's just going through this like pivot. And so apparently she's been watching my story for a really long time. Uh, saw me pivot in the business, has watched the business grow. And so she reached out really vulnerable and Mm -hmm. said, I'm questioning like what it is that I want to do to move forward. And, you know, I've built this big audience. She has over 16,000 followers. And she's just like, I just don't know if they're going to be down with where I'm trying to go. So it's this really great conversation. And I said, I'll tell you what, I need to get back in shape. And she's like, well, I know you know what to do, but, you know, people don't hire me because, you know, they need help losing weight. They hire me because they need accountability and because they like me. Mm. And I said, I'll I'll tell you what, I'll coach you for business 
because you really don't need me. You think you know everything, but I need to give you permission and hold you accountable to the things that you think you know. Right. So we created in five minutes this accountability for each other where she's going to hold me accountable to my commitments and I'm going to push her along with her commitments. Right. right? So how this is working is everything that we said, you know, we know like we we need to act like we don't. Right. So but she said to me and this wasn't a downfall, but she said, you know what to eat. I said, you know what? You're right. I do. I know what to eat. I know what time of the day I work out best. I know what exercises, you know, my body responds to the best. But I'll tell you what, it hasn't been a priority for me. It hasn't been something that I've been really committed to. But the reason why I'm ready to do it now is because I want to develop the discipline that people who are fit have because I know that that discipline will bleed into other areas of my business, into my relationships. So I'm not really interested in a fitness transformation. I'm interested in the discipline, the development of discipline that I will be committed to while we're working together. I need you to hold me accountable. Yeah. So I don't need really a diet plan. I don't really need you to tell me what to do, but I do. So right. I told her, it doesn't matter what I know. I want you to tell me specifically what to do because I, I want the accountability. Yeah. And so she said the same thing. She, I said, so what do you need help with in your business? Right. And she's like, well, I want to do this. And I said, okay, stop. How do we keep it easy, simple, and fun? Why are you staying away from this stuff? And she said, well, because it just seems like a lot. Okay. So that's fear. That's this false sense of all the things you have to do, you know, and she's not a lazy person. She's a competitive athlete. Right. But the thing is, is you need somebody to hold your hand and to hold you accountable and to tell you, stop making excuses. You know what to do. Now let's just work on action. But I also think that it's, it comes down to challenging what you think, you know, because I think what you did is you said, yeah, I had a, I had a recipe that I've used before, eating their certain foods. Mm -hmm. I had a recipe that I used before, working out a certain way. But what I need is someone to hold me accountable to challenge if that assumption is correct now. Mm -hmm. And I think that why this is so important, why are we talking about this is because you're hearing this episode, it's going to be February, right? Mm -hmm. And the new year is uh, is on its way. Right. And you've had, you know, aspirations. the new year is on its way? It's already in in effect. Okay. It's moving along. Yeah. It's just a way of saying it. it. (laughs) Okay. And what what ends up happening is that the trouble is, is that we get into this place where most people right now are procrastinating. They are putting off what they said they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is because they're saying to themselves, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. But they're not willing to challenge if that's correct. And so that's why one of the things we talked about was the best way to approach any type of goal or aspiration is with an abundance of curiosity to challenge what you think you know. Because I think it's good to have a understanding of a strategy that you're going to go after, but you don't know if it's going to work until you challenge it until you put it to work. And so I think that that's what your conversation to me sounds like. It's like, okay, she's going to give you some accountability. She's going to give you some some encouragement, but she's also going to give you a strategy and challenge like, hey, was this working for you? Like you said, I know the perfect time to work out for me. Mm -hmm. Is it true? Right. Is that going to give you the best results? Right. You don't know until you actually implement it. So I think um, this is one of the great things about our relationship and the Push podcast is that 
we're saying completely different things. <laughs> like we're talking about the topic. We have very great insight, but we're speaking from our experiences and like where we're at right, right. now. Right. And so, so I just want to clarify that because what you're saying is, and it's a really valid, great point. You're saying, I know how to get in shape. I know how to do all this stuff. I know how to do this. But you're saying, but I've never done it right now right. at this age in this situation with these current problems with this mindset. Right. And I think that you are a thousand percent right. And so people need to stop and kind of ask themselves, like, what is it you claim you know? Because if you took a business course when you first started your business and now here you are five years later, there are different circumstances. Mm -hmm. We're in a pandemic. Everybody should be reevaluating how they're doing business, regardless of what business you're in. Right. I don't care what business you're in. Right. So marketing techniques or tactics that, you know, you knew those, you applied them, they got you to where you are. But now you need to relearn those marketing tactics, tweak the plan and figure out based on this new current situation, this new environment that we're in. How can I tweak the plan? And yeah. I think you're spot on with that, yeah. right? So my perspective is I think the missing ingredient to commitments, goals, routines is accountability. Mm -hmm. We spend so much time as a child being told what to do, right? Yeah. And, you know, and then we spend so much time when we hit adolescence, when we're teenagers, trying to get away from being told what to do. You cannot wait when you're 18 years old to get out of your parents' house so that way they can stop telling you what time to go to bed, what time to be home, who to date, what you should do with your friends, you know, all of the things, right? right? Don't eat the sugar. You need to work out. Like we are on our kids all the time. <laughs> you know why? Because you're not going to do this shit on your own, right? right? So an example is we sent Jasmine off to college. It's great. We thought... I hope that we rode her ass long enough and hard enough so that she has learned how to develop a sense of, you know, personal accountability and structure and routine so she can continue because no one else is going to be on her. You guys, this is why people gain freshman 15. Well, yeah. luckily, Jasmine did not. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is then you get into adulthood. Then you take on new challenges, whether it be at work, whether you start a business and then a couple of years, I'd say around your 30s, you stop, you look around and you go, shit, I haven't been working out. I haven't been eating really well. I've had some financial struggles, you know, then you start to say really stupid shit like I can't get a break. And the reality is, is it comes back to a lack of accountability. No yeah. one else is telling your ass, what are you doing? Why would you buy that? Don't buy that. That's stupid. Well, you know, and the, Don't eat that. the crazy That's thing is, is that we're in this environment where Many people may hear that and go, I don't think I need accountability. You I just do. need and, and I just need to just I need to do it. I just need to I know I need to but here's the thing. And I'm one of those people. Like I'm one of those people that said I have the in, intrinsic motivation to do it. You also and don't it, like accountability. No, it's not that I don't like accountability. <laughs> it's it's a lot of times positioning myself so that someone can hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. And what that means is is publicly declaring things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. It's you know hiring someone. It's getting someone to support you. So like when we were going through our fitness journey, like one of the things that was happening that I didn't necessarily say consciously, this person holds me accountable, but we had to pose every week, mm -hmm. right? And so we had joined this gym, we were working out, and every single week, at the end of the week, you had to pose. And then that the coach assessed where you were. Mm -hmm. And so when I look back in retrospect, I look back and go, oh, wow, I was like really training hard and making sure I was on top of my diet because I wanted to make sure 
that my coach saw progress. Right. And that's a sense of Not accountability. You. you so and we're social creatures as human beings, mm-hmm. right? And so although we think we can do these things in isolation, the reality is is that we do we are influenced, we are impressionable to what other people think. It's making sure we assign the right person for that task, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we think about everybody's thoughts and we think about what people are going to think about us that don't really matter instead of the people that we say, hey, this person's opinion, this person's uh, judgment is something I trust. Like you just saying, hey, the, the person you were talking about, what's her name? Joni. Joni, you said, okay, based on our conversation, I trust you. I'm going to come to you for the accountability that I'm looking for, uh, whatever that looks like, right? And I think that that is so important. So if you're sitting back and going, well, I don't have anyone to hold me accountable. I don't have anyone to trust. You got to find someone. I agree with you, but then I don't because okay. I think people are like, oh, I, I, you, they're right. I need a gym buddy. And gym no, no, buddies no, no, no. don't work. That, but that's what I'm saying. You got to okay. find the right person. I think you need a professional. So let me give you yeah, an example. Uh, that's what I meant. Yeah. I said, I'm going to work with you and I'm going to teach you these things and I'm going to hold you accountable with your business. You're going to work with me. You're going to hold me accountable to my commitments. But we, because we know Mm-hmm. We made the declaration. We made the commitment. Like I told her, here's the routine that I'm going to commit to. It's what I already know. And she said, if you do that, you already know the results, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's just a matter of it's accountability right. and maintaining the routines that I need to stay committed to the goals that I'm declaring that I'm saying that I want, right? right. I'll just tell you, I already feel better. Like the moment she said, okay, I'm going to check in with you on Friday. I was like, all right, we're cleaning up our diet. This morning I woke up, I ordered a bunch of food because, you know, one of the things you have to ask yourself when you are not achieving goals is you have to ask yourself, like, what's holding me back? Like, what's getting in the way? And for me, what's getting in the way is, you know, uncertainty with my time. Things come up. I have a lot on my plate right now. So if I know that those are going to be roadblocks, then I need to figure out how to overcome those hurdles before I even get in the race, right? Yeah. So what you're saying is that a lot of times what holds people back is that they're not set up for success. Well, you're not foreseeing the things that could hold you back or prevent you from staying committed to the routines that you need to achieve the goal, right? right? So I already know that part of eating healthy, one of the worst things for me is sitting there and meal prepping and thinking of all the boring food and, you know, so... I ordered food today from a healthy meal prep company and I ordered some stuff like outside of my comfort zone. I bought some new spices. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And, and here's so I the- have to switch it up from. So I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I'm taking a combination of your suggestion, which is you already know. Right. Act like you don't. But also I'm using mine, which is I need the accountability and I need to foresee what problems are going to hinder me from achieving this and staying committed to this. So I need to be proactive about that. Yeah. And one thing is I'll tell you, the reason why I say that you have to pretend like you don't know and you have to be curious is because when you approach certain things like as if you know, and then you are certain about them, when they become ineffective, when the strategy is not working, you're so committed to what you think you know, that what ends up happening is, is that you don't get results and you you fail simply because you weren't able to adapt and you weren't able to modify because of the fact that this certainty that you think you had. Yeah. And and so a lot of times I remember being in the fitness and people were like, oh, I know what to do. I know what to do. Um, this is what I'm, I'm supposed to eat. This, And they had these grand ideas mm-hmm. that they thought 
like this is how you do it, but they weren't getting any results. Right. And it wasn't because they weren't putting into a, you know into action what they thought they knew. It was a bad plan. Right. Right. And so a lot of times you have to say like, hey, we order food, we do all these things, we exercise, and then you are not measuring your success. Mm-hmm. And what you have to say is, I need to challenge what I know and I need to say, oh, shoot, what I thought I know is not effective. Right. Right. And I need to modify and change. And so it's better to go out and say, I think I have an idea what to do, but I'm willing to change depending on the results I'm getting. And I think that you're what you're posing is really great suggestion. You know, Eddie's basically saying, stop being a damn know-it-all and approach things with curiosity. Right. And I think that that's a really great strategy. So that could be strategy number one. I think that for the most part, people that say, yeah, I already know what to do. I already know what to do. I think the missing component's accountability Mm -hmm. because people know like, hey, I know that I should be spending more time with my kids and family and, you know, what's really important. You know that, but yet you're scrolling social media when you're on the couch. You know you should be eating healthy and moving your body because if not, you don't move it, you're going to lose it, right? right? You know this, but you don't. So what is your missing ingredient? Is it you think you know everything, but you really don't? And you need to be curious because to me, if Pinterest, ever since the day Pinterest was like brought to the world, you should know how to eat healthy. Right. All you have to do is go on Pinterest. And, There's and it, three it, million recipes to print. Right. And we're not promoting being indecisive and not necessarily and not deciding. Like you have to have an idea of where you need to go mm-hmm. and choose it and go in that direction. And I think what Janelle is saying is absolutely right. And then have a sense of where's my accountability going to come from? Right. And I'm going to hire someone to help me. I'm going to you know get someone I know that has proven results to hold me accountable and the challenge, what I think I'm, uh, what I think I, I understand about this journey I'm going on. But I think that those things are so super important. So then, the big question becomes: How do we go from knowing to doing? Right? Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, one of the things I just, I just pull up a, a really cool quote, and I think it may align a little bit to what you're saying. Is it says, "Real knowledge is to know the extent of one's own ignorance." Confucius, mm. and so. Knowing is only important when you know when your knowing ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes any sense, right? Mm-hmm. So I should know what I, there's an element that I don't know. Wait, you just said when your knowing ends. Mm-hmm. And what I think, because again, I'm a visual person, <laughs> I feel like there's like a timeline, right? And it's like, oh, 1990, knowing, right? right? And it goes all the way through all the things that you knew. And then it gets to 2021 and it's blank. <laughs> it just shit stops. You don't know. <laughs> Your timeline stops, right. right? And so anyways, through lots of research, because I Googled and Googled and searched and listened to lots of TED Talks about why humans, you know, stay stuck in the knowing, you're a know-it-all versus right. the doing. And the number one reason they say that people don't move forward with their commitments, you know, their new habits, their routines, their goals, whatever, even though you know you should be doing it, is fear. Wow. So, you know, it could be fear of failing, fear of humiliation, fear of letting yourself down, uh, fear of being a loser, fear (laughs) of what it might mean about you and what kind of person you are. And that's interesting because that is probably what people don't know. Mm -hmm. Like that's the unconscious thing, the barrier they can't get past is is they know all of the strategies of how they're going to do something, but what they don't know is what's stopping them. Right. Okay. So here's another fun fact for you. And I found this extremely interesting and we can chat about this. So 
outside of the normal fear of like physical health and like dangerous situations where, you know, you could lose your life. There are three fears that we fear most. Want to know what they are? Let's go. Okay. So the first one is a loss, some sort of pain of a loss. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what could you lose? What are you going to lose if you stay committed to this? Right. Like, you know that you should be on a diet, but you're going to lose comfort. (laughs) You're going to lose the ability to hang out and socialize with your friends or your family. So some people don't recognize that as fear, but you are fearing you're you're fearful of losing something. Yeah. Fear of loss, I think, is a real thing for Mm -hmm. people, even though they don't express it all the time. Even when you're interacting with someone and they're they're at the precipice of making a change, Mm -hmm. but. They don't want to lose their circle of friends. They don't want to lose certain things. And so that really stops them. Well, I will just say, like, honestly, I didn't think about it, but that was probably my fear of like why I didn't want to be committed to a diet in 2020. Like we were home with the kids. I was enjoying having popcorn with them at night when we were watching movies. And I didn't want to be like, oh, you know, boring moms on a diet. (laughs) And so I was fearful of losing out on those times with my kids. Right. Right. Good or bad, I guess it was a fear, a fear of loss, yeah. right? Well, I think in, in when you really look at it, you still probably could have enjoyed the time right. with them while you were eating an apple. It just I mean, been, I don't know been, about that, but... <laughs> the crunchy. Okay. The second one is the fear of the pain through the process. Okay. So I find this most often when we're coaching our students. It's like, You say you want to start a business, you take all the courses, you learn all the things, I tell you exactly what to do. And then a month from now, I see you in some other Facebook group saying, hey, how do I grow my business? I'm really struggling. Uh, You know all the things. You took the course. You know, you have a basic understanding of the fact that right now you just need to move your ass and take action. Right. And to add to that statement, Mm -hmm. people will ask a question Mm -hmm. and say, and don't tell me something I already know. Right. Because it's it's just that it's like, I know what I want and I know what I need to do, but I'm still looking for that silver bullet. I'm still looking for that easy way out. Yeah. The hack for sure. The magic pill. Right. So the fear of pain, the pain through the process. And I'll just tell you, like we were recently on Clubhouse. If you guys are not on Clubhouse, this is a quick shout out to Clubhouse. (laughs) It's freaking fantastic. Like for maybe a month and a half, people have been telling us to get on Clubhouse. And I'm like, please, I don't need one more freaking app. I view it like TikTok. Like it's just one more freaking thing to, you know, get on my nerves and make me feel like I got to show up for. So I said, no, Clubhouse, I'll just tell you, is like listening to live TED Talks all day long. And Mm -hmm. it's addictive because there's people on there that are really great speakers that you would normally not be able to connect with, right? Right. So it's a huge platform for networking. Anyways, last night, Eddie and I did our first clubhouse. We hosted a clubhouse room and we talked about, what did we talk about? Oh, Uh, things you can do to increase your business, to get more customers, right? And the thing is, is after the clubhouse, I said, message me with any questions you have. I got 20 messages. Really? uh, 20 messages. And they were like, Hey, you know, thank you so much for your knowledge. Such great points. You know, I'm thinking about this, but you know, this is this and blah, 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 blah. You know, what do you think I should do? You know what I said back to every single one of them? Well, what do you think you should do? Right. And then they answered their question, right? So you said people ask questions, but they want the silver bullet. Right. And I'll just say, this is the topic of this. You ask questions you already know the answer to. 
Now you just need to move your ass. Okay, so (laughs) every one of those that I responded back and I said, well, what do you think you need to do? Based on your knowledge of your business and what's going on in the world or in your city right now, what do you think you need to do? I just asked them that simple question. They gave me this long response. Well, you know, good question. If I had to really like force myself to do something, then this is what I would choose. Mm -hmm. So then, you know what I responded back? Great. Get your ass moving. Right. So I think, you know, after all of these conversations, like every single one of them was like, you're right. I just need to take action. And so it just brings me to the fact that this is why we're talking about this today is that we all know what to do for the most part. Right. Right. You know that, you know, there are a million things that you can do to improve your business and life right now. There's a million things you can do to improve your relationship with your spouse or to further advance your career or to be nice to your neighbors to start relationships, a million things. Right. But we just choose to not do those things. Right. And I don't think it makes us lazy losers. I don't think it makes us stupid because we're asking stupid questions. I appreciate those questions. But I am here to like help us, us, you and I, and the listeners that are listening to the Push podcast, we have to be people of action. But, I, you know, the thing is, I, I truly believe that there is an addiction to inaction. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that most people have the ability to do whatever they want. However, only a few actually act on it. And it's usually not the most talented of the bunch. It's the one that's willing to, to put it in work. It's the one that's willing to be vulnerable and and show humility and ask questions and 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 do things that only a student would do, because I think students are always in action, right? And so right. I think that to me is is a huge part. Uh, and if if we were to leave anything, if I were to say, hey, the biggest thing to change to to fix your knowing gap, and I call it a knowing gap because there's a gap between what you know and what you actually do. And I think the gap of it is that you just have to be the student. You have to be the person that you want to be, but you have to do it in a way where you're curious and you go after it uh, and forget what you know, but also understand what, that there is a huge gap of what you don't know, even from right. a strategic standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, okay, back to the three fears outside of the physical fears of dangerous and scary things, right? The first we had the lost pain fear, Right. Then we had fear of the pain of the process, fear, mm-hmm. right? And now we have fear of the outcome pain. And so I think that's the most confusing for people. So outcome pain is, oh, what if I do all this work and it wasn't worth it? Yeah. What if I do all this work and I'm still not happy? What if I commit to this diet and it doesn't work and I don't lose the weight and I don't catch the husband and I don't? So that's a huge one, I think. Like we all, you know, you hear people say like, ah, I'm fearful of success and I didn't know it. Well, this is kind of in that realm. It's like you're fearful of the outcome, good or bad. Because think about it. Like, you know, we say, hey, we want to do a million dollars in revenue. That's great. It's not going to make me a better person. It'd probably just make me work a whole hell of a lot. And then I'll be stuck in the fear of loss of time, (laughs) right? And so like the outcome isn't what changes you. It's the journey. Yeah. and I think. What's interesting about that fear of of an outcome, it's really about like, if I achieve this thing, what will change around me that I can't handle? Mm-hmm. What will be in store? Because think about it, if, the, if one of the fears is the fear of like the process and the pain, and let's just say you take on this huge, cha- this huge because we know with success comes more responsibility, mm-hmm. comes more ownership of th- different things that are going to come your way. 
But I think people can forecast that. They mm-hmm. can see that if I achieve this, I'm going to have a lot on my plate. Mm-hmm. And that is scary, especially right. when you already have a fear of the process itself. Just imagine when that process and that pain gets bigger because of the responsibility and everything that comes along with success. So I want you to think to yourself, how many times do you say, well, I know what to do. I just need to do it. Let this episode serve as that friendly push, that friendly nudge for you to stop making excuses and get really crystal clear on, you know, why do you need to finally take action? Why do you need to stop talking about what you know and actually do it? Right. And the the number one thing I can tell you is I need accountability. Like Mm -hmm. I know what to do. I mean, I'm teaching. I'm a mentor. But everybody teaches stuff that they're still in practice of. Right? Oh, 100%. And so for yeah. me, you know, back to the whole diet thing, I'm trying to get better at productivity because there's so many things in our business to juggle. Like the podcast is one of those things. I'm trying to create more space so we have more time to brainstorm about how to grow the podcast, what guests to have on, right? And so in order to be more productive, I need more energy. In order to have more energy, I need to focus on my health. And in order to focus on my health, I need to make it a priority and schedule it and eat healthy and work out, which seems like it takes more time. (laughs) So if you're lacking time, how do you do that if it takes more time? Well, for me, the answer is I have to outsource some of this stuff, right? So if I know that I'm already struggling for time, but I know that I need healthy meals, today I had to kind of just say, I'm going to order some meals. I didn't ask anybody. I just ordered a bunch of stuff. And we're super excited because we didn't have to cook that, right? (laughs) Groceries. We no longer, I mean, we do sometimes, but we get our groceries delivered because I just don't have time to go get the stuff, right? I hired a trainer. I'm working with Joni so that she can say, hey, what happened this week? You committed to working out six times this week. You said you were going to move your body for 30 days. Not because you wanted to lose weight, but because you said you wanted to build habits that successful people have. Yeah. And I, if she asks me that question, I will not have an excuse because I'm not an excuse maker. Right. right. Which forces me to say, shit, I made a commitment. She's going to be calling me on Friday. I better have a good answer for her because I will not be making excuses. Right. And and the thing is, is that we are all kind of conditioned to please people in that regard. And what I mean by that is you will work harder so that you can present yourself as your best self to someone who's holding you accountable. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the accountability thing works. It's like, if I do something really well, not only will I see it, which matters probably the most, Mm -hmm. right, is, is, is showing up for yourself, but I also get to present what I, like my best version of myself to someone else and get recognized for it. And I think that that's a driver, but also at the same time, if you fall short, is someone that can really keep pushing you forward so that you don't stop. Because right. many times people will stop when they fall short. And if you have someone holding you accountable, I think it, it makes it easier for you to keep moving forward. Absolutely. And I'm just going to call you out on one more thing because I've yeah. definitely been guilty of this. Not you, but our listeners. I'm very visual and I'm all about, I'm going to make a calendar. I'm going <laughs> to you know, plan this out. I'm going to get some color-coded markers. I'm going to have a checklist every day for me to check something off so that I could hold myself accountable. And guess what? That doesn't work for me. Like I Mm -hmm. have realized that maybe you are guilty of this too. You spend more time planning something than you do actually executing, right? Right. So then if that's the case, then you got to ask yourself, do I really enjoy the process of planning, but I really struggle with execution? If that's the case, you know how to plan, you know, you should be creating these plans and these color coded boards to hold yourself accountable. 
But deep down, you also probably know that you're not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I think that helps me with work, and, and I think the structure of some certain things kind of will aid in that, is that I have a shared calendar. Mm-hmm. So anytime I put it in the calendar, there's the accountability because other people see it. Mm-hmm. And then if I have an appointment with someone, not only do they see it, I see it. And so it's one of those things where we, you know, it holds me accountable to show up at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think even with calendar and planning, if you can get someone else involved to hold you accountable to those times and dates and whatever you're supposed to do something, I think that just helps as well. So three things that we're giving you as takeaways. Number one, ask yourself what kind of fear you're hiding behind if you're willing to uncommit and not stay true to the things that you think are going to help push you forward, the things you already know, right? Right. So fear would be number one. Number two would be lack of necessity. Like Mm -hmm. I need for my 80-year-old Janelle to be living a good life. I need to show up in this way right now at 42 years old, right? And then number three is accountability. Yeah. You need somebody to push you. And, you know, we have a group, it's called Momentum, and it's for storefront owners who are looking to grow and continue their business. And we've got women from all over the country in this group that are showing up every month. Why? Accountability. Mm -hmm. Why? Community. Why? You said you were going to do something and we're following up with you to see if you actually did it. Because if you did, I want to know what your results are. And the one analogy I give them all the time is, you need a district manager. You just do. So here's the thing. Back to the fact that when you're younger, you try to get away from somebody bossing you around. Do you know how many people become entrepreneurs because they just don't want a boss? I'm going to tell you, you need somebody to hold you accountable. Right. So I want you to take your business, for example, and I want you to, or whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, it may not be a business. And I want you to pretend that we're your district managers. And we're looking at this fancy scorecard that you committed to your color coded board of, you know, accomplishments that you're aspiring to achieve. And we're going to come in once a week and we're going to hold your ass accountable. And guess what? This is how it works in retail. If I'm in charge of something and I have a district manager and my district manager comes in and calls me out on anything and I don't know the stats and I didn't achieve or earn the results. Guess what? I get fired. (laughs) I get fired. I get replaced. So we need a little bit of that energy around shit. I need somebody to hold me accountable. I need somebody to get a little tough with me. I need somebody to hold the mirror up in front of me in order for me to stay committed. Because, you know, you said a second ago, like, you know, it's really important to have good integrity with yourself. I'm just going to say most people don't have that because your mind is so powerful. If you say you're going to work out, you made the charts. That's great and everything. But at the end of the day, if you have a bad day, you're just going to say, you know, I also need to give myself grace. And, you know, I'm just (laughs) uh, mentally I'm exhausted. And 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 I'll add to that. I'll say, yes, I think accountability and having someone that can assist you, I think is so important. But I do believe wholeheartedly that at the end of the day, it comes down to you. Because if you are so reliant on the external world, to be there for you, to give you what you need in order to accomplish things, you can't rely on that. There's no guarantee that the outside world, if your coach or your someone else is sick and they're going to hold you accountable and they can't be there and everything falls apart, that's not a really good solid plan. Mm-hmm. So I think for the short term, uh, I think you need some accountability. And I think having someone that can hold you accountable, a trainer, a coach, a manager, whatever it is, is great. But at some point you have to build the the self-efficacy within yourself 
to show up for yourself and hold yourself accountable so that you can meet the, the demands of the world. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to rely on yourself because I you can't you. you can't rely on the world. The yeah. world can't give won't give. Look at 2020, right? It gave people unexpected things, and that's what you have to think. Like I can't count on this all the time. For now, I can, but long term, it has to come down to me. I agree with you. Even though this whole episode sounds like we're not agreeing, I, <laughs> I do agree with you. But would you agree that when you haven't developed that self-efficacy, yeah, you haven't developed that amount of discipline and your inner chatter is very weak and it is making you, you know, succumb to your bad habits. I full wholeheartedly believe that you cannot develop those skills and develop that mindset and refine your thinking and your commitment level to yourself unless you have someone show you the way. A hundred percent. I agree. So, okay. So, wow, we do agree. I agree. I, okay, I agree a hundred percent. Let's end it on that note. <laughs> okay. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you got anything out of this, please take 30 seconds to just write a review for us. Let us know what things you're going to be committed to. I want to see at least 50 of you say, hey, this really pushed me. And you're right. I'm going to start working on leaning into the fear. I'm going to start working on my commitments to myself. I'm going to start working on, you know, figuring out what my why is. So that way I can figure out why I don't stay committed to the things I say that I want. And also, I want you to just leave a quick comment with your review and just say, I'm going to stop being a know-it-all. Not you because go. you're a know-it-all, but just because you probably know a lot. You know more than you do. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's be a bunch of doers. There we go. Thanks, guys. Bye. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review leave your handle and until next time push through